This is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about ways that we are different might often show us really how much we might have in common. I'm Gondis Presley, the nonprofit Next Generation Men and Women. They are working with a very special group of young people, and because of their work, I am certain that our future is going to be bright. Joining me now is the executive director, Phil Olaliai, and one of his students, Sierra Davis. Guys, hi. In a pandemic year, it's kind of had to be hard to create things that you can see and be and want to do. How have y'all been able to manage during this unusual year? Well, first off, uh, Condis, thanks for, for having us. And it's been challenging, to say the least. Uh, Sierra can speak more directly to those challenges and barriers, but... So much of our work involves uh, really building community in support of our youth through exposure to local co companies and colleges, as well as after school uh, mentorship in which teachers and college undergraduates are working with groups of students uh, from ninth grade through 12th grade on a, a range of social emotional learning uh, competencies, uh, obviously leadership skills development, college career planning, uh, but you cannot uh, replace uh, people in the equation. Uh, education is a, a human endeavor. And when you pull humans out of the equation and substitute in technology, um, it creates a host of, of challenges and difficulties. But I'm just so proud of Sierra and all of our students for just plugging away, uh, adjusting, adapting, doing the best that they can to continue uh, working towards their goals. Sierra is a, is a senior and she's at the top of her class and every single college is, is after her um, as they should because she's a phenomenal young woman. Um, but uh, we all have been trying to do the best that we can to, to make do with what we have. Sierra, I'd love to hear from you on uh, how you've been working through the challenges um, this past year? The pandemic basically threw me through a whole loop because I'm thinking I'm going to go into senior year and it's going to be this big shebang. We're going to have prom, senior trips and stuff like that. But it totally like everything was uprooted and changed. Now I've adjusted perfectly fine, I feel like. But the only thing that is missing, like feels like the people to people thing because we don't get to see the our other like classmates. We don't get to see teachers in person and stuff like that. So it's like, we're missing that aspect, but everything else is fine for me. Sierra, how did you first get involved in Next Gen Men and Women? I believe I was in ninth grade and they had uh, something in the auditorium. They told us about what Next Gen was and stuff like that. And then they had gave us interviews and they were they told us all about like the club and they gave us the application to like further the process and stuff like that. And then we went on from there. And what has been being involved meant? for you? How has it made you different? How has it changed you? From ninth grade, mind you, it's like a whole, there's just girls in my cohort. cohort. And usually I'm not around girls because I have four brothers. So I'm not like used to it. So I guess it like brought out the more feminine side of me. Like it gave me like a sisterhood type of bond with the girls that are there. And then it brought me like to, it brought more like companies and future careers to like my mind like that I didn't even think about. Like they went to what well, we did an internship last summer with a real estate company. I had never thought about even doing real estate, but now like I'm thinking like maybe later on in life I could do that on the side. So yeah, it's basically like giving me like more thoughts of opportunities that I could have. And congratulations to you, uh, Sierra. I know that you are going to graduate in the top 10% of your class. That's to be congratulated no matter what, but especially in a pandemic year. Have you thought about what you want to do next? You said you're going to college. I want to become a nurse. And what made you want to be a nurse? 
Um, me personally, I just like helping people. At first, it was just the ultrasound came from because I like babies. But with the nurse, you could do like all of it. You help older people, younger people, babies. It ranges. So I was like, why would not just help everybody just instead of helping babies and pregnant people? And we've seen how valuable our first responders have been to us in this last pandemic year. Phil, I know you guys are just off uh, this year's Next Gen Games. How'd y'all pull that off, all things considered? A lot of work, grit, uh, imagination, and uh, just fun, really. Uh, we really wanted to feature our students this year um, and just put them at the center and give them an opportunity to put a voice to their thoughts, their opinions, their perspectives on a range of things that are happening currently. Uh, in our communities, at schools, um, within households. And so it was, it was fun working with Sierra, one of our student hosts and our other student hosts, uh, really just to think about uh, creating a, a, a friendly showcase. So typically the games has been a friendly competition this year. It's just more about showcasing our students' talents, their ideas, their opinions, and giving them uh, a platform to really connect with the broader community. Uh, the, the games have always been a great chance for the community to be pulled into our work, to cheerlead and support our students as they display all that they've been learning uh, and all of the skills that they've been honing throughout the year in a full day event. Uh, this year's event was a bit abbreviated, but it was still a lot of fun. Uh, we were able to create a, a fun and interactive platform and really have a, uh, an interesting uh, production um, idea that we ran forward with that allowed Sierra and two other student hosts to kind of steal and hack the next gen games away from the grownups and really give them a chance to kind of lead at the front. Sierra, you're smiling. That had to have been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, actually was taking over and just making it not kidified, tenified. Yeah. <laughs> Not kidified, teenified. As a senior who's getting ready to move on to the next stage of your life, Sierra, what are you telling the younger students, the ninth and the 10th graders who are in next gen and other kids who might be thinking about becoming a part of it and why they should? I would say for your future, start planning now. Start working towards those grades now. Start looking for scholarships now. Start looking for schools that you may want to go to now because it's like never too early to start. I really wish I would have started looking for scholarships then. And for next gen, I would say you should most definitely join because it opens your eyes to like more opportunities and do things that you could do. So are there industries, businesses, people in our community who should be on your team helping show these young people that if they see it and experience it, indeed they can become it. I would say uh, my, my hedge answer is, is, is every and all uh, company or organization out there that just values um, exposure and just opening their doors to uh, curious, talented and gifted young men and women who uh, just want to learn, learn by doing, learn by getting on the ground and seeing different workplaces and engaging with different types of uh, professionals, careers, industries, and using those experiences as the fuel that they need uh, to really work hard and in pursuit of their long-term goals beyond high school. And so if you're out there and uh, you're, you're really looking for an opportunity to step up and support uh, young men and women, uh, particularly our, our black and brown uh, uh, economically disadvantaged uh, young men and women in Atlanta 
NextGen uh, provides a great option and opportunity for you to give back and to be a phenomenal resource and just gift uh, to our youth. That's an especially important message is now with so many of our companies and other businesses in the community really working to address the inequity that exists in the community, right, Phil? That's right. I mean, there's been a lot of, of talk in, in uh, you know, I, I don't want to say lip service, but there's been a lot of talk about wanting to do more. And there are ample opportunities to do more. And NextGen is just one of those options. But uh, we have found this, this very sweet spot intersection working with local companies and colleges to make it easy to show up, to be a resource, uh, to support uh, just incredible uh, young talent in our city like Sierra and her peers, uh, to dream bigger, uh, to have the necessary support and in, in place to work, uh, not just in pursuit of high school, uh, a high school diploma, but in pursuit of their lifetime goals um, and successes. And so uh, I'm you know, excited to, to, to be a part of that process and work here in Atlanta with NextGen and uh, am all arms uh, in welcoming any other folks out there who wanna join in our efforts. Sierra, if you had not been a part of NextGen and now know that you're going to college and going to nursing school, what do you think you would have done? So if I weren't in NextGen, I would probably, honestly, I think I would be doing the same thing. Like I'd probably still be doing, going to school for the same thing, but I wouldn't know as much as I know and I wouldn't have grown as much as I have. So you'd say that's probably one of the biggest benefits that NextGen sort of uh, opened your eyes and expanded your horizons to the opportunities that, that exist for you? Yeah. Is there anything else you want young to know about why they need to be involved in NextGen men and women? Only thing I would say is, join now join as many clubs as you can even if it's not next gen but i really hope you do join next gen because it's like it's a great experience overall there's exposure trips you get exposed to new information all the time there's mentors college fellows college trips it's so much opportunities and knowledge that's there for you to gain in this club yeah it's there for you so you should yeah Sierra, in all the time that you've been involved in NextGen, did anybody, any of the other kids in school give you any grief or like, oh, why are you doing that? And, and now, of course, you get the last laugh because you're doing so well. No, some people ask, like, why would I stay after school and stuff like that? Because we stay after school. We stay after school Tuesdays and Thursdays, I believe. But they would ask why I would stay after school, but I would just automatically say NextGen, NextGen, NextGen. But people always wondered what it was. They never really, like, gave me, like, bad talk about it. But yeah, Phil, anything else you wanted to add before I let you guys go? The only thing I'll add is uh, just continue to, to keep our youth, um, our children and our students um, in our minds and hearts. There's a lot that they've experienced and pushed up against over the past year. And uh, although we're, we're getting close to getting back to normal and opening up schools and, and communities to get folks back out and about, uh, there's still a lot of uh, behind the scenes and uh, just loss um, and catch up that, that, that will need to be done. And so just continue to think of our students, uh, continue to think of our families and, you know, support as much as you can. Very good. Thank you guys very much. Thanks, Condes. Thank you. Before the break, I said I am optimistic about our future for a couple of reasons. Next Gen Men and Women is one. The other is C5 Georgia, an Atlanta nonprofit working with Metro Atlanta young people. 
Jackie Canizio is the executive director of C5 Georgia Youth Foundation, and she brought along with her a senior from Marietta High School and also a participant in the program, Samira Butts. Jackie, Samira, thank you both so much for being with us. Jackie, C5 had a pretty big announcement recently. Tell me about it. We did. We, um, we were very fortunate to receive one of the True Inspiration Awards from Chick-fil-A late 2020 and actually early 2021. In the education category, we were uh, one of three that got a national award in the, uh, from them. It was amazing. So that means how much money to the Georgia chapter and what are you doing with it? Shh, don't tell anyone, but it was a $225,000 award. And the award was specifically for uh, growing our program, especially in some of the more underserved communities in Atlanta, in the Black communities especially as well as to support our alumni. So the, there was kind of a twofold um, investment from Chick-fil-A on both those fronts because we have quite a few alums now that graduate our program are in college, but also... So now tell our audience about C5 exactly, what it is, what do you do in these underserved communities and with kids like Samira? So C5 is a five-year youth development program. There are five um, components. We were started by the Coca-Cola Enterprises Company about 17 years ago when they realized that there were young people in our community that needed what I call a hand up, right? So this program is designed to take them from the end of seventh grade all the way through high school graduation. And we focus, as I mentioned, the leadership development with a camp component, which is an outdoor uh, experience. We have a college and career readiness component we have a community action component and then a social awareness. So we really try to kind of tackle um, many elements, as you can see, a very holistic uh, component to our programming. So um, that's kind of the very high level. And uh, <laughs> there are many moving parts to it, Condes, if I might say. <laughs> So Samir, why don't you tell me as a senior now at Marietta High School, why, why and how did you get involved in C5? So originally I was recruited by the counselors at my middle school. They all said that it was a great opportunity just to interact with other people, learn new leadership skills, all that kind of stuff. And originally I was a little hesitant because of the camp portion of it, but my mom <laughs> She was very adamant about this being a great opportunity for me to get ready for college and get ready for the real world. So she really pushed me to step out of my comfort zone and get into this program. So tell me about that first time you went to camp. <laughs> the first time I went to camp, it was, I was so nervous because it was the longest amount of time I'd ever been away from home without my mom. So. I was really hesitant about meeting new people too. So I was really a step out of my comfort zone, but with all of the counselors there and everybody was just so nice and welcoming and it was a lot of fun actually. And you're going to college in the fall. Tell us what you're going to be doing. Um, I plan to study psychology and child development. So in the future, I'll have a private practice child psychology office. Oh, how wonderful. And why is it that that's the work you want to do? Um, I love working with kids. I feel like a lot of times, sometimes kids don't get the attention they need in the mental health department. So I feel like it's really important for us to pay attention to a child's mental health. Uh, do you know where you're going to school yet? Where have you applied? 
I applied all over the place. I applied to a lot of Ivy Leagues, but so far I've gotten into UGA and Barry College. Well, I can personally vouch for the University of Georgia. It's a great school, but I know you want to go to Yale, so we'll keep our <laughs> fingers crossed on that. You're the leader of the Diversity Club at MHS. Tell me about that and what, what you guys do. So um, this is the first year that Diversity Club has actually been in action, but we are pushing really hard to get a lot of educational materials out. Our main goal is to create a community of inclusion through Marietta High School for everyone, no matter who they are, what they look like. So in all of our club meetings, we have opportunities for people to share their emotions about what's going on in the world, or even to share about their personal experiences. But we also have speakers who come and talk about the importance of diversity in different communities. And um, recently we did a lot of activities for Women's History Month, so that was nice. And give me some examples. Um, we did mostly 10 by 4, so every day for a week, we had educational materials played through the classroom about important women in history, um, women's suffrage, stuff like that. Who are the students who have joined you and participate in this inaugural year of MHS's Diversity Club? Um, there are about 60 students, but the main exec board is mostly juniors and seniors at Marriott High School who also share a passion about educating well, it sounds as if you guys have had a lot to talk about in this last year, I bet. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so how excited are you about the future and what has being a participant in C5 meant to you? I am very excited for the future. C5 has meant a lot to me. It's actually pushed me to be the leader that I am today. Um, I feel like if I weren't in C5 and I didn't have all the leadership skills they taught me, I wouldn't have even applied to be president of Diversity Club. I also feel like it drives my passion to serve others in the community. Jackie, what kind of adjustments did you have to make as the leader of C5 Georgia in light of the fact that kids are either in person or learning virtually and we've sort of been working through this pandemic? You know, uh, interesting. I, I think I mentioned to you earlier that I um, am a golf professional, right? So about a year ago or a little over a year ago when the pandemic was, you know, all of a sudden just came upon us, right? And so I thought that nothing, nothing had prepared me for this experience. So I'm leading an organization of youth that are looking, you know, to us to be that support group. So Thankfully to the board of directors that stepped in and just, you know, really helped us to navigate, to pivot to the virtual learning and to not give up the programming, even though we were not able to work, you know, be with the students in person. So one thing that I think was really helpful is we, we got a lot of great volunteer speakers. Um, one in particular, Dr. Chandrissa Smith from Kaiser Permanente came and she's a favorite of Samira's, um, came and talked to the students about, you know, some of these issues that they're having to deal with, right? So I think that was one of the blessings um, was that we were able to, because there was no logistic you know, barriers, we were able to bring people in to speak to the kids and to really support them. And we realized early on that we were more needed in that time and this time than ever, right? So we had um, you know, deal with the pandemic, them not going to school. We had the class of 2020 that now was, did not get to experience any of the the graduation celebrations. 
to the social unrest of the summer. I mean, it was just a lot, but I feel like we, again, stepped up and we were able to um, really be a support for these young people. So I feel really good about what we accomplished in the last year. Samir, what do you tell other kids about the potential for getting involved in C5? I always tell them that it's going to be a little hard and they're going to push you to do your very <laughs> best and to step out of your comfort zone, but it's worth it. Great. What is the one thing you think that you've learned about yourself as a result of participating in C5 Georgia? Wow, that's a good question. I'd say I learned that I'm tougher than I think I am. I have the capacity to do so much, and now I realize that I can really conquer anything. I bet you can. Jackie, what is your hope and your goal for students like uh, Samira and others who are participants in C5? You know, I think that my hope and my vision is that, first of all, we give them the opportunities to become whoever they would like to be, right? With Samira as a prime example. And I feel like if you can see it, you can be it, right? So that's kind of um, been my motto, you know, for, you know, bringing, exposing the students to opportunities. The other is to, to teach them what is possible for their, for themselves, um, you know, to have a dream or, or a passion and follow that passion. And in what avenue, you know, there may be an avenue for you to take to get there. And then I think it is about, again, what Samir's, you know, when I was asked to ask a student to participate in this interview, um, I, you know, I thought of Samira right away because she's doing, she's walking the talk, right? So it's, it's about um, being a change agent in our society, in our community, being uh, able to help others, and not necessarily, you know, giving money or whatever that looks like, but to be able to, just what Samira's doing is to educate her classmates about the importance of diversity and the importance of, you know, accepting others and to help them to understand that we're all kind of, you know, we all want the same things, right, is to be successful and to be happy and, and that. So I think my goal is to help more kids along the way to have realized their, uh, their potential. Is there anything else either of you would like to add, something you thought I would have asked you that I didn't, something that it's important for our audience to know? Jackie, you first. Um, I just, again, I think that, uh, just kind of want to mention that there's a lot of young people out there that want to succeed, they're motivated to succeed, and they don't always get a chance to do that. And so a program like C5 is, is that pathway, if you will, to, um, you know, to that success. And, and, and also as a community, I think we as a society, as a community, that's kind of our purpose on the earth is to help each other along the way and, and whatever that looks like. So I just want people to have an open mind to, you know, helping others and, um, you know, just to know there's programs like C5 out there that are, you know, doing that work. But of course, we'd love to have more folks volunteer and participate, donate, you know, there's always that. Um, but yeah, just the, just those few things. And Samira, you get the final word on this. I would like to say to any students who are considering applying that even though this may seem like something big, something like challenging even, 
just think about the network that you'll have of people who are here to support you and people who are here to help you in the future and even beyond when you graduate high school. It's always worth it to have a community of not only students, but adults who only want to see you succeed. That is exactly what we want for young people <laughs> like you, Samira Butts, to succeed thanks to the giving of folks like C5ED, Jackie Canizo. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank you guys so much, Jackie. Thank Kinizo, you. Samira. Yes, we appreciate you guys. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program crafted with you in mind. If there's a guest you'd like to hear interviewed or a perspective you think should be explored, let me know. If you're old school, just write me. 1601 West Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Or message me via social media. I'm Condos Presley on Facebook, Condo29 on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this very same time as we examine another perspective. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.